It's another edition of the Redbird Report. We got a lot to get to. Uh, it's a solo edition. Uh, Nate's in class, and uh, so it'll just be me, Mike Mara, sports editor at the Vedette, coming to you from the Vedette offices on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, a big one tonight for Illinois State basketball as they head to Northern Iowa, who is just as big of a mystery as the Redbirds are. Northern Iowa's picked to finish second in the Missouri Valley Conference, and right now they're sitting at the bottom in dead last, tied with Evansville with a two and six record, and they're coming off a pretty ugly loss at Southern Illinois. Uh, but before we get into all of that basketball action, we have a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Turnberry Square Apartments, who is now pre-leasing two-bedroom apartments at $750 total and three-bedroom apartments at $950 total. On top of being close to campus and their low prices, you can also live rent-free for one month. Mention you heard this podcast and your application fee will be waived. Call 309 309- 829-0460 or email turnberrysquare at comcast.net for more info. Make sure to stop by for a visit and tour the property of Turnberry Square Apartments. Well, Illinois State's coming off a, another head-scratching loss is I guess the best way to put it. Uh, they lose to Indiana State by 30, leave Dan Muller questioning their maturity and their growth as a team, and quite frankly, Nobody knows what to expect out of this Redbird basketball team anymore. I have no answers. That That's the big thing, is there's no answers for this team. They're struggling whenever they show glimpses of turning this thing around, and, and it's safe to say turning it around even though they're 500 on the air. They're 10-10 and 10 and 4-4 four and four in the Missouri Valley Conference, but it, there's no way to right the ship at this point. Uh, they're, they're, I think they're just a little immature. Right now, I think they need to, to grow up a little bit. Um, that's uh, you have guys late for the bus. You guys have you have late guys late for practice, team meals, etc. And that just shows immaturity. And then you hear about things um, such as a William Tinsley quote that uh, Nate had grabbed uh, last week after the after they lost Indiana State that they like to talk back to their leaders. And that's something that you know is the sign of an immature team. You know, the inability to go on the road and win a basketball game. If you're going to win a conference, you have to win a road game. This is something that they have not done. They're 2-6 and six in true road games. I mean, when you think about it, though, they do have two nice road wins. You go to Ole Miss and you win in overtime. That's a very nice road win. And then you, you open up the Missouri Valley Conference play with a win at Evansville. And Malik Yarbrough goes off for 21st half points and kind of wins you that game. And the problem here is they may be without Malik Yarbrough. Uh, in tonight's matchup, but we will get to that at a later point as we're going to take a look at the Northern Iowa Panthers. As we said, might even be more of a head-scratching team than Illinois State to this point. I mean, they're 10-10, and just like the Redbirds overall, but their conference record, 2-6. and uh, They're 8-3 and at home, so they do play well in Cedar Falls, and, and that's a good thing right now. And it's a different it's a different game. It's a different scenario that Illinois State's in heading to Cedar Falls last year. It was to close out the regular season, and they were looking to go clinch uh, a Missouri Valley Conference title crown. At this point now in the season, they're going to Cedar Falls to stay out of the bottom and the basement of the Missouri Valley Conference. And obviously, you know, still, you know, even if you and I picks this game up, uh, you know they'll move to three and six. The birds will fall to four and five, so they'll still be ahead of you and I, and not exactly in the basement. But they would fall to the bottom seven teams, as right now they head in 
as the seventh seed in the Missouri Valley Conference, which puts them in Thursday's playing games if this was the end of the regular season tonight. And and that's a concern that should be at the forefront of everybody's minds. I mean, this is it. It's actually coming to fruition, the fact that Thursday's playing games in St. Louis, which it's been a while since they've played on Thursday uh, in St. Louis. It's a brutal reality now. You know, last year Redbird fans had their hotels booked all the way to Sunday because no matter what the matchup was, you weren't seeing Wichita State until Sunday or Sunday afternoon for the championship. So you could pretty much lock them in until Sunday because they cannot compete. I should say everybody else could not compete with Illinois State this year. It, it could be one and done, but obviously there's still a lot of there's still a lot of basketball to be played. Obviously, we're just halfway through the Missouri Valley Conference slate, and there's ten games left. And the problem now is, is Illinois State going to be a 500 team, a below 500 team, or are they going to finish above the 500 mark? I don't know, but it starts tonight, and tonight's a big one. Like we said, you and I, 10-10, and 2-6, and six, coming off what I would call an ugly loss, uh, actually watching it here at the office um, on Sunday, they were in Carbondale, and they lost to Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois, let's keep in mind, uh, the same team that beat Illinois State uh, very late in the second half when they were in Carbondale, uh, Illinois State had a 14-point lead that was quickly erased, and the Salukis were able to, to beat the Redbirds at home. Another, uh, uh, just another head-scratcher. That's the problem with this team is they, they leave you scratching your head almost every single time they play, even if they play well, because there's some point where the offense doesn't click, the defense doesn't click. The only, honestly, the, the the best game that they've played here lately is the Bradley game, where they looked all in all pretty good outside of some offensive struggles early on. But back to Northern Iowa, then you go through the rest of the Missouri Valley Conference slate that they had. They opened up with Southern Illinois at home, where they where they lost to Southern Illinois, who let's keep in mind had open tryouts a little over a week ago and added the football team's tight end to the roster. A kid who I believe has high school basketball experience, but they added him pretty much to have as a practice body because they are running so low on scholarship players. They beat UNI twice. Then they go to Peoria. They lose by 19. They go to Missouri State. They lose by 7. They go and host Loyola, lose by 6. They go to Terre Haute, Indiana, lose by two. Then they host Valparaiso and pick up a, a nice victory. I mean, that's a that's a struggling team in Valparaiso, but even and even more so struggling UNI team. They beat them by five, and then they beat the one of the conference leaders, Drake, pretty handily by fourteen. And then they they drop last uh, last weekend uh, last weekend's game against Southern Illinois. They lose that one by eleven. I mean, you go to Southern Illinois and lose by eleven. That's 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 a low point. I know Dan Muller talked about how this is a low point for Illinois State losing to Indiana State by by thirty, uh, but going to Southern Illinois and losing to and even sh- going into S- Sunday had to be the lowest point for Southern Illinois as far as men on the bench. I mean, I, they're injured, they're shorthanded, and they go and beat you and I. And and I thought that this team was going to be better. I thought you and I was going to be a lot better. You got Ben Jacobson, which that's the J- Jacobson, you know, magic. He's he's the magician in the Missouri Valley Conference. You know, every single year up until the past two years, they're competing for a conference title. They're competing for 
an at-large bid, an automatic bid, winning the Missouri Valley Conference title down in St. Louis. And this, the past two years, they've started off 0-5. Last year, they got it to 9-9 and before heading to St. Louis. But I just don't see that this year. This year, you just don't have the firepower. When you look at their roster, Bennett Koch is their leading scorer with 12.5 points a game. Taiwan Pickford, a, a very good player, averaging 10.8 points per game. But you can't you can't lean on Pickford. You can't lean on a freshman like that. And then Clint Carlson, a, a junior now, a kid who everybody kind of thought was going to replace Seth Tuttle uh, and fill his shoes kind of and be the player, be the player of the year candidate that Seth Tuttle was. And he's just not. He leads the team in minutes, and that's about it. Uh, I mean, he he's a big body. He can shoot the three ball a little bit. The problem is he likes to fall in love with that three-pointer. I mean, he's not a three-point shooter. Uh, but he's averaging 9.4 points per game, and, and this is, of course, going to be one of those days that he just goes off and you know, probably helps it in, uh, Northern Iowa beat Illinois State. But when you look at the roster, it's not overwhelmingly talented. Uh, they, they're, they're not one to, to knock your socks off with the talent, but I still I like Ben Jacobson a lot. I think he's a very good coach. Um, I think he's coaching a pretty untalented team. I think that's fair to say at this point in the season, especially after seeing uh, last year's Northern Iowa team. I mean, it, it, they're they're just very underwhelming the past two years, but I, I still do not want to be a team struggling going to Cedar Falls, period. I, I, I'm not going to Cedar Falls and and playing a Ben Jacobson-led squad. I mean, this is a this is a guy who, you know, a, a few years ago you're talking uh, is looking to get a promotion, get hired somewhere else at a university, a top university, and uh, lead another school to, you know, the type of success that he has at Northern Iowa. And I, I truthfully believe that the Redbirds are going to have their hands full regardless of whether Malik Yarborough plays or not, which is going to transition us to, is Malik Yarborough going to play today? Well, everybody thought they were in the clear uh, after Malik Yarborough injured his knee, apparently, on Saturday afternoon at Indiana State. He left, was getting his left knee checked out. You know, at one point, it looked like he wasn't going to return. Dan Miller walked down the bench, looked to the athletic trainer, John Munn, and Munn said, give him a minute, and he was back in. Well, he played, Yarborough goes in, plays one minute, and says he can't go. Uh, Okay, that's fine. Uh, Muller in the post game said, you know, he hurt his ankle earlier in the game and then comes and hurts his knee. Doesn't think much of it. Thinks he should be okay. Monday on the Missouri Valley, the Missouri Valley Conference uh, teleconference, uh, Dan Muller was asked about the status of Malik Yarborough. His knee is fine. The knee's not the issue. On that same collision with Brendan Murphy of Indiana State, he injured his left toe. So he's seen a doctor on Monday afternoon, and he is questionable for tonight's game. That might be the worst news for Illinois State heading to to Northern Iowa. Um, as it is, they're a dog. They're a 7.5-point underdog heading into tonight's matchup with the Northern Iowa Panthers. I think that's, that's, I think that's respectable. I mean, I think... A team that has not played very well on the road in Illinois State, heading in with potentially without their best player, their best scorer, uh, their everything. A seven and a half point dog to me makes a lot of sense. 
but without Malik Yarborough, I think this game could get pretty ugly. I'm not. I don't think. I don't think you're going to see a game get as ugly as you did on on Saturday at Indiana State. I just don't see that happening. I don't think that's going to happen anymore because I think these, this team is going to respond to that. I think they hit. They know that they hit their lowest point in the season, but I it doesn't change the fact that they're still going to lose some games the rest of the way out. And even with Malik Yarborough, I think they're in trouble tonight. But if Malik Yarborough plays limited minutes or does not play at all, Northern Iowa at home looking to avenge a, a bad loss. Both teams are looking to avenge a bad loss. But Northern Iowa is at home. Ben Jacobson is one of the best coaches in the league. I don't care what their record is year in and year out. Ben Jacobson is one of the most respected guys in the Missouri Valley Conference. I don't see Northern Iowa losing this game tonight. Without Malik Yarborough, I think this game is a double-digit game. I think Northern Iowa wins by 12, at least. And that's just my honest opinion. I, I just don't see a way you can go to Northern Iowa without your best scorer, arguably one of the, the league's best players, one of the country's best players in Malik Yarborough. And obviously he's going to be the new the MVC newcomer of the year. You just don't go to UNI without a player like that and defeat a team and a coach like Northern Iowa. Say what you will about Northern Iowa. They're still a respectable program, period. It's the end of the story there. They're, they're one of the best programs in the Missouri Valley Conference, and they have been for some time now. Obviously, they've had two down years. I, there's no arguing that. They, they've had two pretty down years, and this one, obviously, they're amid a, a down year. But it's still Northern Iowa. And the last time Illinois State came to Northern Iowa, they went in there and they clinched a conference crown. I, that's something that... As a competitor, you don't forget. You don't forget another team celebrating a conference championship on your floor anytime soon. You just don't. And so there's blood in the water for for if you're Northern Iowa and and Illinois State's coming in wounded. And I and I think that they get it done. I just don't see a way you could go in and 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 you're if it's Illinois State, if you're looking from Illinois State's perspective, you're going in to steal a game. You're just not going to steal a game against Northern Iowa. Uh, in, in in a situation like this, and, and without Malik Yarborough, this team's in trouble. And you drop your second straight, and then you come home and you have Valparaiso, which I think is a favorable matchup. I think they go on, and I think they could beat Valparaiso. I think they could handily beat Valparaiso, for being honest. I mean, this, that's a team that's you look up and down the valley, and every no team is is a lead favorite, a league favorite. Nobody is. There's no team that if Arch Madness started tomorrow afternoon, there's no favorite. There's nobody that's going to sit there and be like, yep, by far and away, this team is going to win it. If you had to pick a favorite, it would be Loyola, and and that's that's reasonable. I think it's Loyola's league to lose. It's a 1,000% Loyola's regular season league to lose. That's what I'll say. I'll say it's it's Loyola because right now Loyola is the, the team that's showed the most composure. They, are, they have the experience to back that up. They have the wins. And I, I, I believe Porter Mosier is a very good coach. I mean, obviously, whenever you bring up Porter Mosier in, uh, here in normal around Illinois State, they, you know, you hear the groans, the moans and groans, because it just did not work out for Porter Mosier as, as a Redbird. But that, that happens, and you see that happen. I mean, it's the same thing when people bring up Bill Self to U of I fans. It did not work out for Bill Self at U of I, just like it didn't work out for Porter Mosier here at Illinois State. But you move on to bigger, better things, and, you know, you have some success. I'm not saying that Illinois State, I'm not comparing Loyola, you know, 
to U of I and, and Kansas because that's just uncomparable. And I'm not saying Loyola is a bigger program than Illinois State, but it, I'm saying I'm simply saying that you can have success elsewhere and still be a very good coach. And I think Porter Moser is one of the league's best coaches. I really, really do. And he's got a lot to work with. He's finally got a good team. It's weird to sit here and say this a year later after a guy like Milton Doyle has left the conference because Milton Doyle was loyal as Malik Yarborough. He could do everything. He could do absolutely everything. He could do no wrong in the eyes of Porter Mosier or the Loyola fans. I mean, this is a guy who has spent time with the Brooklyn Nets. He's in the Brooklyn Nets organization now, playing for the D-League, G-League, whatever you call it nowadays. And he's having some success. He's gotten called up. He's, he played 20 minutes one night in the NBA. I mean, this is a guy who's got some real talent in, in Milton Doyle. And he leaves, and now you say you have a better team. It, 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 it sounds crazy, and it is crazy, but it's the truth. They have a better team this year than they did last year. And arguably last year, the Valley, you know, the top of the Valley – is uh was a lot better. I mean, you look at Wichita State, Illinois State is the top two, seventeen and one each. I mean, you just don't have that this year. There, there's it's you just do not have it, and you're not going to get it because as anybody could tell, even the league favorite is going to fall every now and then, and they took a big fall last night. Missouri State goes to Bradley. I, I thought it was crazy that Missouri State was an underdog. I I I would there was no way that I thought Missouri State could go to Bradley and be embarrassed. I thought wrong because Bradley goes out and 20 pieces the Bears. And for the second straight game, Alizé Johnson lays an egg. He had three fouls in about nine minutes of play in the first half. He went into the break, three fouls, three points, two boards. That To me, that's, that's inexcusable. If you're going on the road to a team who – you know, Bradley's a good team. That team's on the up and coming, and they're going to be very, very good here soon. I mean, this could be the year that they go to Arch Madness and finally get a victory. I mean, how many times have they left St. Louis, you know, without a win? And those fans, that university, and Brian World deserve it because he's turned that thing around just like he did Green Bay. It's only a matter of time before you see Bradley's name back in the NCAA tournament. And they're going to be a consistent team when they get there because Brian Wardle is a hell of a coach, and, and he's doing really, really good things down in Bradley. But I did not see – I mean, their rebuild, I, I thought, was at least a year away. And, you know, maybe that happens – that's tending to happen more often than not is the rebuild is, seems to be a year away, and then all of a sudden here comes here come the Bradley Braves. Uh, atop the Missouri Valley Conference. And they still got a little ways to go before they win the conference crown. Don't get me wrong here. But they're having a better year than most people expected. They're now 15-7 and on the year, 13-0 and at home. Come on. You're not going to Peoria without a game. And that's a game ISU, I'm sure, has scheduled, uh, circled on their schedule. And, and I'll tell you what, that's a scary thought. And that's coming up here pretty quickly on Valentine's Day. Um, so there's a lot to... There's a lot to worry about if you're an Illinois State fan, and I and I just don't see it happening. Uh, I don't see it being Illinois State's year. But but back to last night. I mean, Bradley just played really really well. I mean, they even let Missouri State back in the game. Uh, Missouri State was down by as many as 12 in the first half, and then they cut it to one going into halftime. But that's just because Bradley didn't rebound the ball at all. 
Missouri State was just putting easy baskets back up for second chance points, and you're not going to win games like that. But they held on. They persevered, and they, and they go out for a second half. I mean, Missouri State took 10 minutes, took 10 minutes in the second half and only scored two points. And that's the conference favorite. To, to me, it is just dumbfounding. This league this year, there there's no favorites, and it's it, it's wide open for anybody to take. All it takes is three or four wins down in St. Louis, and, and you're the conference champion because if I, there there's a zero percent chance that it's a two bid league. It was a two bid league before we even seen any Missouri Valley Conference team play. The season hadn't even started, and it was a one bid league as far as the NCAA tournament goes, and. and Quite honestly, you're pushing it for even a Missouri Valley team making the NIT. It's it's been that rough of a year for Missouri Valley conference teams, and obviously these, you know, you could call these hot takes, you could call them what you will, but it's just the facts at the end of the day. And it, it's it's a bad year to be average because last year at this time, if Illinois State was in the Missouri Valley conference, they'd be sitting at three or four. They're seven right now. They are seven. It's just not a good spot for them to be in. And heading back to tonight's game, uh, I'll give my prediction. And if you couldn't tell from the first 15 minutes or so of this podcast, I, I just don't see it going well for Illinois State. Um, I just don't see a team that is so young and immature to go on the road and pick up a victory with their back against the wall. I mean, and they need a victory here. They're 4-4 four and four now in the Valley, and I think they fall below 500. And they'll fall below 500 overall and Missouri Valley Conference-wise. And, and that's just how it's going to be. I, I think they go to Northern Iowa. And uh, I'm going to say that Malik Yarborough plays because you need him to play. It doesn't matter what percentage he's at. He's going to play. Uh, and I think the Birds still lose. I think they. I think it's going to be the second one in a row that they lose. And uh, I, I think Northern Iowa takes this one 74 to 68, I, I just don't see Illinois State responding very well. And, and that's not to say they don't fight and they don't have you know the heart, because I think they will. I think you'll see that. And Northern Iowa is a team that's not going to score the ball a lot, but this Illinois State defense does not does not defend. You know, They don't defend very well, and that's something that they've pride, they, they pride themselves on. But, they, I mean, they're scoring, teams are scoring about 74 points a game on this team. That's not an Illinois State Redbird basketball defense. That's just not. And uh, unfortunately, they're gonna they're gonna fall they're gonna fall again tonight at, at Northern Iowa. That's just my honest gut feeling. I just don't think they have it in them. I mean, when you look at the Northern Iowa schedule, who they played at home. I mean, they played a tough home schedule. I mean, say, again, say what you will about Northern Iowa and you know how they've ended up. You know being now with you know with how they've been playing they have not been playing very well there's no way to sugarcoat that but they've beaten UNLV at home they beat UNLV by 11 points at home nine points at home excuse me they beat UT Arlington a week later by four they then then they host Dubuque go go figure that's not very that's not very great you know that's a D3 school congrats um, but then you, you go and they host Xavier. They lose by 10. That, Xavier's a very, very good team. And the other notable game on their schedule was they went and played Iowa State, and they only lost by 11. I mean, that that's a competitive game. Iowa State just went out 
and upset the eighth-ranked team in the country in Texas Tech. So, I mean, that's a good team. And you look at the rest of their schedule. Their other big win, I mean, they went to the battle for Atlantis and picked up two wins. There was a point where we kind of thought Northern Iowa might get ranked in the national in the top 25. Obviously, that's faded here, but they beat SMU by three. They beat North Carolina State by four. And then they go and they play Villanova, the best team in the country, and lose by 14. But they've played, they're, they're battle-tested. So that's where this, this disconnect from the non-conference to the conference schedule just makes absolutely no sense. But that's college basketball for you, and that's just how it goes. But I, as far as tonight's game, I think Illinois State's in some big trouble. And uh, they're going to come back home on a two-game losing streak, and they'll have to try and right the ship against Valparaiso. And, uh, you know, Nate will be there. And uh, we'll talk about more about Valparaiso later in the week, maybe this weekend. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be a fun one. But buckle up, Redbird fans, because the, this finish is, is going to be wild. It, it, no matter what happens, this team's going to keep you on the edge of the seat, and, and you're going to keep coming back for more. That's just that's just the matter of it. That's that's the fact of the matter. It doesn't matter how this team finishes. Uh, you guys will be there, and uh, and as you should be. This is a this is a team and a program that has deserved you know the recognition and the notoriety that it has. But it's just been a down year for them. That's all you could say. And you know, hopefully, it turns around um, right before conference time because I've talked to people who have said they will not make the trip to St. Louis. If, if the team continues to play this way. And I don't blame you. You know, St. Louis is too too expensive to stay for a weekend and book a whole weekend worth of rooms and whatnot in St. Louis to see them lose on Thursday, Friday, and not make it to at least Saturday. So they've, they've got their work cut out for them, and it starts tonight. It's a big one, nonetheless. I'm predicting them to lose, but they decide on the court who wins the game. And they could certainly prove me wrong, as they have this entire year so far. But we'll see. It should be a fun one. 7 p.m. in Cedar Falls. You can catch that one on ESPN3. But don't forget to check out Turnberry Square Apartments, located at 304 Turnberry Drive in Bloomington. Turnberry offers a great housing community close to campus with unbeatable prices. Mention you heard this podcast and your application fee will be waived. Make sure to call 309-829-0460 or visit turnberrybloomington.com for more info. That's it for this edition of the Redbird Report. I'm Mike Mara. Follow all of tonight's action uh, on my Twitter account, on the Vidette Twitter account. And in tomorrow's paper, we'll have full coverage of this game in tomorrow's paper. Thank you guys for listening, and have a great day.